Hello, 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 wonderful people. Welcome once again to another episode of Transform Thursdays, where we take your heart, your mind, and your life to the next level through the word of the Lord. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode. So as you can tell from the title of this episode, it is called You Are God's Beloved. And in this episode, I want to distinguish the difference between being loved by God and being God's beloved. And I guess the benefits and different things that we get as being part of God's beloved. So in order to do that, I'm going to first of all start by just presenting to you a scenario. So imagine there are these two people, Stacy and John. John loves Stacy. John sees Stacy every day. John and Stacy have been working together on a project at school. John sees Stacy. He sees so much potential in her. He just sees amazing things in her. But Stacy doesn't know that John loves her. Or she may know, he may have told her with little hints and stuff and sometimes subtly trying to be friends with her, trying to be close with her, just trying different ways to come close to her so that she can recognize that he loves her. Perhaps he's been giving her rides to her practices, rides to school, rides to different things that they've been going to together. But to her, she just sees him as a friend. To her, she doesn't recognize that he loves her more than just a typical friend. So some may say that he's been friend zoned, but that's not the part I'm talking about today. But let's just say that John loves her and she doesn't love him and she doesn't recognize his love for her. In that moment, in that season of their life, John loves Stacy and that's all it is. They are not each other's beloved. They only become each other's beloved if Stacy then opens her eyes and sees that, wow, John actually loves me. I am just noticing that John has been doing all this. Perhaps her friend Rachel told her that, yo girl, you know, John has been doing all of this. Are you sure he doesn't like you? Are you sure he's not, you know, feeling you and all of that? And until Stacy recognizes and opens her eyes to see all of the ways that John has been showing his love for her, until Stacy recognizes the different things that he's been doing for her and of course accepts it and love him back until that point there's just a one-sided a love relationship but when Stacy recognizes it and accepts that love and loves him back then they become each other's beloved in the same manner it's the same with us and God until an unbeliever someone who is yet to accept Christ someone who is yet to recognize his fault his sin recognize his failures recognize that he needs God or he or she needs God until they recognize that God loves them and accepts God's love for them and comes into that understanding and of course loves God back through the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can say that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So until a person comes to that understanding, comes to that recognition and acceptance of God's love, they are not God's beloved. But when you do come into it, that is when you are then going to get to experience a different kind and intimate love that God has for you compared 
referred to the general love that God has because as I mentioned last week with John 3.16, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son to whomsoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So that is the general love that God has for the world. But when you come into Christ, when you come into the family of Christ and you accept the love that God has for you and you accept that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, then you become God's beloved because then you can now love him back through the help of the Holy Spirit. So having distinguished that, I feel like as God's beloved, when we've come to that understanding that this is who we are, then we have to understand our relationship as a beloved of God. The first thing about our relationship that I would like us to think about is the fact that we are Jesus's bride. The church as a whole, we are all Jesus's bride. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, it says in the New King James Version from verse 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And then in verse 29 says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. So in those verses, we see the Bible likening the current human marriage that we have here on this earth with the marriage of the church and Jesus. And even in different aspects of the New Testament, it says that Jesus is looking, he's going to want a spotless bride. He's going to want a spotless church when he comes and returns back to this world. So understanding that we are Jesus' bride is very important because for some, you may not be married, but just imagine your parents, right? As your mother, as your father, there is a commitment to each other when they're married. They decide that, okay, we are going to be with each other. We're going to stand with each other. And if you are in a relationship right now, or if you're married, especially, you will be able to understand what that means. You'll be able to compare that. So just having that understanding that this is who we are. We are Jesus's bride and being a bride and what that means and ensuring that our relationship with him is something that we put a lot of value on is so important and it will also help us because we get to stand and sit in the fact that okay this is my husband man in terms of Jesus being the husband man knowing so many things and so many benefits that comes from that which we're going to get into later on in this episode but imagine that and use that to help you think about yourself as God's beloved and what that means for both of you right because there is a level of responsibility on both parties not just on God but also on yourself for example if you're married you're going to keep yourself an honor your marriage bed you're going to keep yourself and honor your husband you're going to put all of that in mind and you're not going to just act anyhow because you both have an agreement you both have a dedication that you are facing with each other and that actually leads us to the second part of this portion in the fact that God actually gets jealous for us especially when we interact with the world we see in the book of James chapter 4 in the M MSG version, so the message version. So in verse 46, it says, you're cheating on God, full stop. 
If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. And do you suppose that God does not care? The proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover and what he gives in love is far better than anything else that you will ever find. It is common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. So from that verse, we see that they need to be an understanding that we get to or that we have every moment in our interaction with the world especially seeing it through the lens of the fact that we are God's beloved as we read in that book of James chapter 4 the first portion that says that you are cheating on God you know when I mentioned before in comparing our relationship with God or seeing it through the lens of a marriage relationship understanding what that means we know that it's not good to cheat on your partner it's not good to cheat on your spouse, right? And so with us, as God's beloved, we have to see it in that way that how am I cheating on God? I know it sounds weird because God is not a human being that is right in front of you, that you are able to go out with on dates and all of that and act in a human manner. But just with your mindset of understanding that, okay, I am God's beloved. God loves me and I love him. And we have made a commitment to one another. So with that commitment, how am I acting in a way that would make God jealous for me in terms of him being sad about the fact that I'm cheating on him I'm flirting with the world I am doing the things that myself would want to do without putting him into consideration when we see it in that way it will help us to actually take better stock of our actions better stock of our thoughts better stock of the things that we participate in because we would realize that it is impacting God. It is causing him to be sad. It is causing him to not be happy in this relationship that we are both meant to be in and that we have both said that we are committed to one another. And yes, that mindset has limitations to some extent because, you know, God is not a human being. God is not a physical man. He can't just say, okay, you know what? You cheated on me all these times. I'm leaving you or I'm going to cheat on you with somebody else and all this evil thing that happen in this world in marriages and relationship that that is the one thing that we are privileged to have that God is a faithful God even if we are unfaithful the book of Timothy tells us that 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 if we are unfaithful he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is but you can't be perpetually unfaithful to him you can't be purposefully being unfaithful to him and saying that you are in a committed relationship with him but yet you are continuously being unfaithful to him there is a level of understanding that you need to get to that you need to have in pursuing that relationship and continuing that relationship and doing your part so then with that commitment in mind you might ask so what do I get by being committed to God by not flirting with the world by not cheating on him what sort of benefits do I have as God's beloved well I'm going to tell you I want to just preface this that some of the benefits that I'm going to say there are so much more to this list than I'm going to say and I want to also say that I'm seeing this benefit from a supernatural level and not just a physical lens of what is in front of us because
because with God, we have access to the things that are unlimited. We have access to unlimited resources, unlimited strength, unlimited power and all of that. As compared to if you're in a normal human relationship or with a human being, there is a limitation that that partner, that spouse has. But with God, he's not limited. So the first thing that I did want to mention is the fact that we get provision from unlimited resources. Kind of briefly mentioned it, but in terms of the fact that as a husbandman, God is committed to making sure that we do not lack. God is committed to making sure that we have all that we need, especially as our shepherd. You know, Psalm 23, it says that the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I shall not want. I shall not lack. These are all in different versions. And understanding that this is a benefit that I get to have as a beloved of God, I get to walk in supernatural provision. I get to not lack because my husband, man, Christ, he is taking care of me and he will take care of me because even just thinking about a normal marriage, you're going to see that the man in the relationship always wants to provide. There's that inherent desire within them that God has put which mirrors what God has done and what he does do for us. And so as a physical human man, he would want to provide for his family. He would want to provide for his wife so that she is not in a lack, so that she does not um, walk in a deficit in any sort of way. So how much more God who has put that desire in that human man? So that's the first benefit. The second benefit that I wanted to mention is protection from all sorts of harm. The Bible says that when we sleep, God does not sleep or slumber. He watches over us while we sleep. So that's a deeper and more supernatural benefit that we get as compared to a normal human husband. Both human beings, the wife and the husband, they have to sleep. The husband is not going to stay up and be watching and fighting against everything. No, he can't do that. (laughs) He needs to be awake in the morning so that he can go to work or do whatever he needs to do. So he can't be up all night watching physically over you. So that's where that supernatural benefit comes from God in terms of him protecting us from all the things that we don't know that is even happening to us and the things that we may know that is happening to us. And the next point is also supernatural strength. So with God, with the husband man God, we get to have a strength like no other. The book of Isaiah says that God gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And when we receive and walk in that understanding that we are God's beloved, we get that benefit. We get the strength, even the ones that oversees the human capability, the strength that you are doing something one day and all of a sudden you don't even know how you're able to finish it all and do so much much more than you have even never thought about. And even 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, where it says that his grace is sufficient for us as his beloved, that for his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So when we understand that we are God's beloved, we get to benefit from a supernatural level of strength and access to strength. And lastly, we get peace that surpasses all understanding as a benefit from being a beloved of God. 
God. The book of John, Jesus told his disciples that his peace does he leave with us, not as the world gives does he give unto us. So we should not let our hearts be troubled. He doesn't say that there's not going to be troubles, but he says that don't let your heart be troubled because I'm your husband man. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to strengthen you. There is a peace that we get and we get to benefit from by being in God. As compared to the human man relationship, sometimes things are not going to be as peaceful. As humans, you will clash. As husband and wives, you may not always agree on certain things, but with God, you know that he's not going to cause trouble. God is not going to be the one to be bringing up the problems. He's not going to be the one that would come to take away your peace, but he brings you peace in the midst of situations that he may have allowed. He causes you to experience a level of peace and calmness in the storm of life, in the storm that the enemy may bring to our way. And so that is a huge benefit that we get, that the world does not get, that somebody that is just loved normally with a general love by God doesn't really get because they don't have the Holy Spirit within them to help them experience that peace, to experience the God kind of peace. So I hope this perspective of seeing ourselves as God's beloved has really been a blessing to you. I hope you remember that in everything that you do moving forward and understand that ultimately you have the one that would love you always and you just have to do your part and love him back and be obedient to him and do the things that would please him because you are considering how he feels. You're considering what he expects from you as part of your actions and as part of how you relate with the world and how you do everything that you do in your everyday lives. Remember that if you have a prayer point that you would like us to join you in or if you have a testimony, you can always fill it out in the form in the message notes and we would love to pray with you or to celebrate with you of all the wonderful things that God has done for you. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Bye and God bless you. Thank you.